You're listening to the Crochet Conversations podcast with Ines and Mel, and this is episode 34, Debunking Some Crochet Misconceptions. Welcome back to this other episode. Hi everybody, welcome. I am not well. I'm not yeah, feeling good this you week. You haven't been well, yeah. So, if you hear that I'm li- a little bit breathless or out of breath, please forgive me. I'm not, I don't have the flu or anything, but I've been having really bad stomach issues. I've just been like nauseous all yeah. week, so it's been, ugh, it's been such a nightmare. Yeah, tiring, right? But I'm looking forward to recording this episode. Yeah, it's I an was interesting extra- one. Yeah, I was extra careful with my health because I was planning this episode. Yeah, you like I was you have to be well for, for this week. Yeah. For this weekend, yeah. So I based my whole week's routine <laughs> around getting well for this podcast. Yeah, so I'm ac- actually pretty excited to be back. Okay, so in this episode, I think that this is something that has been brought up. It's not really a question, mm-hmm. but it's something that has been brought up to us over time, I think. Yeah. And it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Would you say it's a pet peeve? <laughs> I think, yeah. It's when people don't know what crochet really is. Right. And they attach some sort of misconceptions to it. Yeah, without any proper explanation or you yeah. know, reasoning. Or, or, what. or what's worse, if they know a little bit of crochet. Right. Then they, because of that, they feel like they know a lot and they're suddenly (laughs) in this whole world and they spew nonsense about what crochet really is. Right. And I think that really bothers me. So I think that since, you know, we're starting the year on the good footing, I Mm -hmm. thought this would be like the perfect chance to debunk some of these crochet misconceptions. And some of you guys who are listening who are more experienced crocheters... I think y'all would agree with me. Yeah. And if there's anything that I missed out, you definitely need to comment and, and clear the air for all of us crocheters out there. Yeah, as well as all you uh, new listeners that are joining us. Yeah, maybe this could give you guys an insight yeah. into what crochet Even really is. if you're a beginner uh, crocheter and you yourself, uh, I'm you know guilty of having some of these misconceptions at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, That's true. I'm so out of breath. I feel so out of breath today. Okay, let's but, take okay, some breath. Okay, let's. Yeah. I'm going to take five and then we're going to jump into point number one. Right. So, point number one is that experienced crocheters crochet faster. Hmm. And I don't think that's true at all. Okay. And I think that experienced crocheters, it's not really about the speed that we work at but rather the consistency of our work. Mm. But I think that's one of the biggest things that I... Or at least that's one of the comments that I receive most of the time. That you crochet really fast. That, you know, when I'm crocheting with somebody or with someone in a class with me, or even just a friend, right? Because my best friend, I taught her how to crochet, so sometimes we crochet together. And some... Sometimes I get comments saying, oh my god, you crochet so quickly. Like, yeah. you're so fast with it. You know, I, I can't wait to get over this, like, learning stage so that I can be fast too. Right. But then it's not really about the speed, you mm-hmm. know, because... Mm-hmm. And I think, in general, what makes an experienced crocheter appear like they're crocheting faster is just the confidence they have right. <laughs> in completing a stitch or a row. Would you think it's because of how familiar you are with the stitch as well? I think that's a huge part. Right. You know, so if I had to do a row of like, say, the double crochet for a full row, and let's just give an example, okay? Maybe I need to complete a row of 
30 double crochet stitches. I'm not spending time thinking and I'm sure all of you experienced crochets will agree with me. We are not spending time thinking about each stitch. Right. We're not going, okay, yarn over, go in, pull up a loop, three loops on my hook, yarn over, pull up. Yeah. We're not doing that. Yeah. And I think, you know, we may pause in between, but there is a sense of confidence and understanding to which we apply to when we crochet. Yeah, because you know what you're doing, right? Yeah, and the actual act of crocheting itself, <laughs> we're not doing it any faster. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I, I, yeah, I understand that. Like, I could be crocheting at the same speed as a complete beginner, but have a more, you know, uniform piece of work, and that's something to do with experience. Right. And, you know, experience doesn't bring about faster crocheting yeah okay I, I see what you mean maybe it's because you look so smooth right the way that you're doing it maybe it looks think, like you're going faster I think I think a lot of the times they look at what I'm doing or an experienced crocheter if there's a beginner looking at you working yeah they tend to include all the pauses that they give that mm. they so as a newbie right as I'm crocheting I'm pausing to think and all that pauses put together all that double questioning yourself increases the time of your work but right. it's not actually that you're crocheting any, any slower fa faster. or faster yeah. you know so there was once this experience I don't know whether you remember this but we were at um, this event here in Singapore called Public Garden mm -hmm. so Public Garden is like a curated arts market um, from the region so they basically it's a regional art market that takes place in Singapore three times a year right uh, it, we haven't had this in the past two years because of COVID but prior to that there was one experience I remember this girl she was walking past our booth or our stall and she looked at her work and her friend said oh you crochet too so she went oh yeah let me look at it and she walked up to us she picked up something she thought about it for a moment and she said how long did it take you to crochet this? Okay. So I said, oh, about, you know, an hour. Because I think it was like a small pouch or something. Okay. So I said, um, about an hour. And she gave a face. She was like, hmm. <laughs> and she put it down. And then her friend whispered to her, you can be faster, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, that's a really weird statement. Right. Because... Just because I'm, I've, I I know how to crochet, I'm a professional crochet, it doesn't mean I do it any faster. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I just think it's funny, you know. And, and oh, and one of the biggest questions I think new, like, beginners would ask me is how long I take to crochet. Right. I, I guess if I'm the one that's wanting to finish or complete a project, that would be important to me. Yeah, but how fast you finish, it's got to do with willpower and not really skill. Yes, correct. You can finish a project really quickly, but have it, you know, you don't mind the loops and the bumps and the gaps in between. Yeah. You know, you don't mind it. And sometimes having an inconsistent piece of work adds to the look. Yeah. You know, like the grandma chic look. And it <laughs> yeah. adds to it. And so how fast you finish crocheting. It's not really yeah. about an experience, yeah, how correct. experienced you are. Yeah, I totally get that. One more event that happened um, was when we had our radio interview. Do you remember our radio interview, I think it was last year? Yeah. Um, one of the radio DJs was asking me, okay, so if I were to do you know, this, 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 how long would it take? 
and I said, oh, maybe about two weeks. And this girl, this I think it's one of their producers who decided to join in on our interview. So it's like us, two of the radio DJs and one producer. Yeah. So she joined in and she was really excited for that episode because she crochets as well. Yeah. So she was in the middle of crochet, crocheting a granny square cardigan. Yeah. Right? I remember that, yeah. And she was complaining that it's like, oh, it's like 100 squares. I've calculated. I need about 100 squares. So one of the DJ turned to me and said, how long would it take you to finish this? Yeah. So I said, uh, you know, about two weeks, I think. He said, oh, that's not too long. How long would you take? And then the producer said, I think also about two weeks. And then they're like, oh, okay, so you're on par then. And I had to, I felt like I needed to explain it. It's not about how experienced you are but it's you know somebody that crochets really really well could also do so really really slowly yeah exactly and I think I'm someone like that (laughs) yeah with the number of whips that you have yeah yeah so I just found that this was funny if you guys have experienced this let me know because I'm sure I'm not the only one yeah I think sometimes people try to compare maybe other skills that you know if you are better at it maybe speed you're faster at it yeah speed comes into uh, you know the the how well it's being done, but yep. I, I guess for crochet it's, it's not. I mean, that way. if you think about it, we only have two hands, and there's <laughs> yeah. only a there's only a certain speed to which we can flick our needle. <laughs> yeah, and you know our crochet hook <laughs> and crochet with right. Yeah, so I I think it's quite a funny point. So I just want to say clearly once and for all, okay, experienced crochets don't crochet any faster. Yeah. You know, there are lots of newbie or beginner crocheters who can crochet a lot of faster than us. It's really about the quality of your work. So exactly. don't feel don't feel stressed that, you know, you've been crocheting for five, ten years now and you're still taking six months to complete a project. It's not about how long you take. Yeah. And if you're a beginner crochet listening, it's not about how fast you can crochet. Definitely not. Yeah, from my experience, speed is got nothing to do with it. Yeah, and something just occurred to me. Okay, so when I'm in my classes, mm-hmm. I tend I realize that one of the things I tend to tell my students is to slow down. Right. I will do tell you them. Find them trying to do it really quickly. Yeah, and it's something I just realized like two seconds ago. Right. So I tend, I realize I tend to say, do it really slowly. Don't worry about how fast you're going. Like crochet really, really, really slowly. Like go at a snail's pace. Like deliberately slow down. Right. So that you can see where every strand is sort of coming out from. You know how the yarn moves. Don't try to do it too fast. Where maybe you're not comprehending what you're actually doing right and like really slow down okay that's very good advice actually i think at the end of the day speed is not an issue when it comes to crochet yeah it should not be on your mind when it comes it's a kind of a slow and steady craft i would say it is it definitely is it's such a slow craft so you know enjoy the process of going slow with it i think that's all i have to say on this point that's a good point now moving on to the second point I believe a lot of people have heard about this misconception, I would think, mm-hmm. is that crochet is for old ladies. <laughs> I hear this all the time. And yeah, okay, yeah. And I think this misconception is, um, it's not within the community. Yeah. I think it's um, how people view us. So yeah, even we, outside the community especially, right? Yeah, this is, um, it's more that we are very misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, it started out as a lot of old ladies i would say yeah because only they have the free time yeah (laughs) and also for work right as we know Mm -hmm. they do a lot of craft they crochet uh, garments uh, to to sell like long long time ago and we always do hear 
uh, people coming back to us and saying that oh, they... Oh, I learned this from my grandma. Yeah, or my <laughs> mom used to crochet, or I know about crochet because my mom or my grandma used to crochet, and, and, and we always hear that all the time. And you know what's funny to me? It's that if you look up crochet on YouTube, there is almost no old person crocheting. <laughs> I mean, I think nowadays it's so different. You see children, you see even guys. Uh, yeah. You have a lot of yeah. guys in the community exactly. that crochet. And YouTube is such a big thing in our yeah. culture now. If you want to crochet, most of the time you go on and you learn about it, right? Yeah. But, and even if you're not actively looking for it, surely you've come across one or two crochet videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they're all young, modern people. Yeah. Like and you and me. There's so many things that you crochet or the crochet items you see nowadays look so modern and unique and and cool, you know? Yeah, I had a friend once ask me, so what are you doing now for work? I uh-huh. haven't met this friend in a while. And I said, oh, you know, I, I crochet uh, for my business and I, I beat, you know, I beat jewellery for yeah. my hobby and I do tarot. And then this person said, oh, so you're an old lady now. <laughs> like... I'll smash your brain in no Kim with a don't recommend violence, but you know, I was like, that's not really true. Yeah, no like, way. Why are you thinking that way still, you old man? Yeah. Yeah. Which goes back to the misconception again, especially for people outside the community that don't know there are so many people or even, you know, the younger people that's Who able crochet, to do yeah. to do crochet. And I think it's it's funny to me because there's like a crochet comeback. Okay. Like all over TikTok. Right. The crochet is just everywhere now. And also celebrities are taking up crochet. Yeah, it's not just wearing... celebrities, like expensive band, bands, brands, brands right. are using crochet on the runway. Yeah, so people are hearing about this. And, and... yet they still think crochet is grandma. <laughs> it's not, guys, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. Okay, so I think that's all we can say about this point, okay? Yeah. Crochet is not grandma. It can be really young and fresh and modern yep. which is exactly what we want to portray yeah right? anybody can take up crochet and you don't have to be old to do it that's right <laughs> I think that's the main point okay so let's move on to point number three mm-hmm. is it point number three yep yeah. so point number three is that as a beginner I think there is a very huge 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 misconception that using a larger hook size will be easier to crochet with. Oh my goodness, I would totally believe that. Yeah, and I feel like it's, I don't know, it's like one of the one or the other. Um, I have had classes where somebody brought her crochet hook and she said she didn't know anything about crochet. Mm-hmm. She just bought something online and she came with like a 0.9mm crochet hook. Oh my hook. goodness, So it's wow. extremely small. And another time, people come with a 10mm crochet hook. So it's like... One, both extremes, yeah. Both extreme ends. And I keep telling them, don't don't work with it that way. Just find the middle ground. You know, like yeah. a 4 or a 5 works well. Yeah. You know, I like to work with a 3.5. And that's how I teach my classes. Uh. Because I feel like, especially in my in-person classes, it's a lot easier for me to teach you with a smaller size hook. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's also easier to push your hook through the stitch. Right. With a smaller size hook, you know, obviously I tell you to go looser and all that, but we always adjust. Right. And we never, there's very rarely, we, very rare times we ever need to use like a 6 or a 7 or a 10. <laughs> to be honest, I've crochet. never used anything greater than 5. I think 5 yeah, is I my think, biggest. Have you used like, a 5 though? Yes, I have. 
I just find yeah. it so funny that people think the bigger the hook size, the better. I don't know so, why, it just makes, just thinking about it seems like it would be easier. So my comeback, what I always say back to them is, if you're starting to write as an adult, let's not talk about children, okay? Which, you know, fine motor skills may be still in the developmental stage. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, if you need to write with a new pen, would you choose a really thick, chunky pen to write with? Or would you want oh. something that's more streamlined and easier to fit in the palm of your hands? What a good example. You know, if right. you are somebody, and I know everybody writes differently and have their own like writing or holding habits, if for you it's easier to hold a thicker pen, then fine, by all means, that's that's for you. Right. Right, that's specific to you. But it's not specific to learning crochet is easier with a larger hook size. Yeah. Okay, that, that entirely makes sense. And I think it's, you know, it, you, it just becomes, it just makes crochet a little bit more difficult because the thicker the hook, the harder it, it's, it's heavier, first mm-hmm. and foremost. You know, you're going to have to be using thicker yarn. There's really not much you can do with su- yarn that's so thick. So thick right. You don't always want to be making really thick baskets or handbags. It makes making small projects look really cumbersome and chunky. And right. as a beginner, you know, if you want to make like a headband, you can't always work with a really big size hook. <laughs> that's true, that's true, right. So that's my point. Okay. Do you want to jump into yours or should I go on to the next one? Let's go on with yours first. Okay, so my point number four would be that using darker colours is better for hiding mistakes. Oh, is it not? It's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. I mean, dark colours are so difficult to work with, isn't it? Exactly. So if you use darker colours, you are definitely going to make more mistakes. And because it's dark, you can't see it. So it's like making a mistake in Worse, the dark. yeah. But you make the mistake because you cannot see your work. Yeah, this is not like a stain on a black t-shirt kind of theory, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not. So the reason why I've added this to the list is that when I'm telling like new students who, say, purchase a, a package of classes from me and before they attend their first lesson, they ask me, you know, like, what do I need to prepare for the class? Yeah. And I say, oh, get yourself some yarn if you want to do any projects, you know, get yourself some, you know, something to work with. Right. And they almost always say, okay, um, so I would choose maybe like a navy blue or like a dark brown and then I'm like oh no 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 let's try not to go that dark let's maybe do like a bright blue or like a nice green or like a yellow works and they always give that confused look like wouldn't it expose all my mistakes (laughs) right it's like that's the point you want to see your work you want to see all the mistakes you make yeah so that you can correct them if you start off with a really dark color you're just not going to be able to see anything. And stitch definition in crochet is so important. You know what? I think you should actually let them do five minutes of a dark colour. And <laughs> immediately they'll be like, okay, I'll never want to work with dark colours again because that was what happened to me. In the in the past, I would still, you know, try to talk sense into right. them. But nowadays, nowadays, I say, okay, you want to try? It's more difficult. And if they argue, mm-hmm. then I say, okay, fine, let's try it. So here's some black yarn. Yeah. Give it a try. Do yeah, a go chain with of the 10. darkest colour you can. Yeah, do a chain of 10, put one single crochet in each, and then count back your stitches and tell <laughs> me how easy it is. They don't even need to complete the chain. Yeah. And they go, okay, right, I get what you mean. It's like, yeah. can you listen to me when I tell you? I'm not out to hurt yeah. you. I think I stopped after two minutes and I gave that whatever I was trying to do, I gave it up. You you are currently, I wouldn't say working, but you have stopped working on a cardigan, oh, right? Oh, man. 
and it's a dark grey tweed. Yeah. How's that going for you, Mel? <laughs> I'm just taking a break. I wouldn't say I have stopped entirely. Okay. Just, yeah. But has the colour got anything to do with it, maybe? A little bit. For so, sure, yeah. And it being tweed. Makes right? it even so, harder, yeah. yeah. And it's wool, which is not it's not, it's as not smooth, the easiest, yeah. yeah. It's tweed wool, so you know it's texture it's texture is not so easy to yeah, work with. Look at me just completing one granny square cardigan and I'm like, yeah, I can go on to work with any material now. Well, but to be fair, I kind of pushed you in that direction because I wanted... Whoops, sorry, my hand just hit the table. I wanted a tweed wool cardigan for myself. Yeah. And mine is a cream, like a light cream colour. Yeah, and I wanted to match you. Yeah, I wanted you to match me too. I wanted to have some sort of like couple tweed cardigan. So I sort of pushed you in that direction. I mean, you didn't like the light grey. Because you already have a light grey and blue cardigan, right? So... In the end, Mel chose a dark grey one and it's really dark. Really dark. Yeah, I think people like to choose dark colours because dark colours do go well with a lot of things. But we forget how difficult it is to work with, with it, you know? You know, I love I love black. And a lot of my <laughs> own wardrobe is black. Yeah. But when you walk into my studio, you're not going to know it. <laughs> you're not going to see any hint of black anywhere no yeah not at all you know as I was organising because I think um, I don't know if I mentioned in a previous episode but we were organising the studio uh, earlier this year yeah and we would, we took out some of our yarn and we looked through it and a cat- recategorised them and I realised how little black I have <laughs> it's just you yourself don't work with black as well but I do like black you know yeah. I do like working with dark coloured yarn because I think it, it lends to a more sophisticated look but for some reason black crocheted items just don't look as nice I don't know what it is about right, it okay. maybe it's the lack of shadows on a black piece of fabric okay that from from afar you don't even you can't even really tell that it's crochet unless you're like up close yeah I guess the beauty of crochet things is that you can see it right you can see yeah, the texture right. you can see the stitch I mean like like off track side mm. topic but I think that um, the best colour to crochet with is actually dark grey Huh. That's my personal... <laughs> That's your personal preference? That's my or? personal preference, okay. yeah. I think anything you crochet with, having a medium to dark grey looks beautiful. Right, okay. I can see but that. anyway, yeah. that's a different topic. So moving on, point number five. I think this is not really a misconception, but it's a, a, a wrong understanding of how stitches work. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to put it under misconceptions because it's kind of like it. Right. And this point is that there is a right or wrong place to place your next stitch. Okay. When it comes to crocheting. And the reason I say that is because there are a lot of times the question I get from new learners is I don't know which placement to put my next stitch in. I don't know which gap space or hole to enter to place my stitch in. Right. So for example, if I'm putting a double crochet into like a chain, do I work in the chain space or do I work in the chain itself? Okay, yeah. Okay. I think unless the pattern specifically calls for something, like for example, if you're doing like an overlay or mosaic crochet where it requires you to specifically specifically work into the front or back loops, unless you're doing that, it really doesn't matter. I think what matters is the number of stitches you have on your work. Right, okay. 
And while yes, there is a generally accepted place to where you can put in your stitch, if you need to put a, you know, a final stitch in a row of stitches and you're not sure where it goes, it's not wrong to just squeeze your hook in somehow. Really? I didn't yeah. know this. <laughs> no wonder you always get so frustrated with me. Every time I ask you, so um, can I just check again one, one more time? Do I put it inside like this No, I get frustrated or? because you ask me, uh, can I check with you like a, a million times? But now that you mention it, I think I do stress out a lot. Um, About on which, where? Yeah, on where I should put my next stitch in. Yeah, and I know this because I remember very clearly a point in time where mm. I felt that way too. Right. And I was very confused as to, you know, when I look, uh, recognizing stitches by sight was not something I was good at right. when I was first starting. So when I would watch YouTube and they would tell me, you see this bar here and you see this bar there and you go under this bar, you know, and you go under this stitch, pick up two stitches, you see this, you see that. And I would always be so confused, like, what are you looking at? All I see is a clump of yarn. It's impossible. Right. I don't know what what happened, but it that's that understanding dawned upon me suddenly. It's like, as I was crocheting one day, it just hit me, like, oh, I get it now. I don't know what switch, so it's very hard for me to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. So what I usually tell my students is, just practice and with time you will get better at recognizing the stitch right but ultimately if you know you're lacking one stitch somewhere you, you can just try and squeeze it in in a place if if it doesn't affect the final shape right if okay. the final shape gets affected and if your you know your your stitch count gets affected then you should stop and start start over again and okay. in that case you are probably making a mistake right okay but if yeah. you don't know where to put your final stitch in the important thing is to have a stitch there. That's it. Right. Okay. I think it really depends, right? Because it really depends. Yeah, yes. I would be stressing on whether I'm whether if I do make a mistake, is it going to be visible or not? Right at the end of the day. Yeah, because and crochet pattern builds it bases itself very heavily on the type of stitch and how many stitches. Yeah. So it's more important to make sure that you end on a certain stitch or you put in a certain stitch this way. You know, it's more important to have 10 double crochets and 5 half doubles. Yeah, I learned that when I'm building my cardigan especially. Yeah, it's more important to have that than where you put the stitch in. So, like, for example, if you're doing a granny square and you're working into a chain space, if you accidentally put a stitch into the chain itself, not the chain space, it's not going to affect your work as much as you think it does. Mm, Yeah, I see that. And I feel this is the point that a lot of beginner crocheters tend to stress overly much about. (laughs) I do, I do, yeah. (laughs) And I understand that completely because I definitely used to be like this as Mm. well. But don't worry because as long as you have that right number of stitches, how you recognise where to put the stitch in will just get better over time. It's either I'm a perfectionist or I'm just so scared you end up scolding me if I do it <laughs> wrongly. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. I think you are quite perfectionist when it comes to your yeah. work, as, as many people are, I think, with crochet. But you are absolutely right that for you especially, yeah, I'm I need extra to, harsh I need on to you. think twice. Should, if I put it in here, <laughs> is this the right... Will I get any repercussions after that? <laughs> because when she passes me, when Mel passes me her work to check, yeah, right? You are a bit more harsh. I feel yeah. like I need to be a bit more strict on you because you are also representing the brand. That is true. That Although is true. we have established that you do not really crochet. 
Yeah. Right? So I know I'm being a little bit harsh on you, but you know, that's my way of loving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tough love. Tough love. <laughs> so point number six, this is something that I used to think at the beginning as well, uh-huh. that crochet, it's really hard to learn or it <laughs> looks like a really difficult craft. Okay, I have a similar point in my notes. Okay. And that is that crochet is overly complicated. Hmm. And I think it's kind of the same thing that you're saying, yeah. right? That yeah. crochet is a bit more difficult or not so easy. Yeah, definitely from my experience. As as opposed to knitting, right? Yeah, as opposed okay, to knitting, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, my experience is I see you crochet and you do, you are quite an experienced crochet, I would say. Or all the YouTube videos that I see and it just looks doesn't look easy, you know, with the, <laughs> using like one hook and, you know, making all all the things that you can do. Yeah. Right? Um, I think this is also one of those crochet versus knit kind of argument. Yeah. And I feel like this point is always brought up in comparison to knit. So if we want to look at it from that lens, then yes, crochet has a lot more kinds of stitches that you can do. Yeah, and... And because of that, it makes it seem more complex. Yeah, and that was mainly one of the reasons why it took me a while to get uh, interested or to start picking up in crochet. Crochet. I mean... In knitting, you only have knit and pull, but it's the the permutation of which you put that together, right? Yeah. And that's the same in crochet as well. It's just like with the with the basic stitches, which is a single half double double treble. Yeah. You can do a lot more. You can put together a lot more. And I mean, if you permutate two stitches versus like five stitches, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely the five, the one with five stitches will give you more variety. Yeah. Right? And I think when people say that crochet is more complicated, it it's the idea that there are so many things to choose from. How do you know which stitch to work with? Right. I think it's one of the questions I get a lot of times too from my classes, which is, how do I know if I want to put a double or half double in my headband? Right, okay. You know, and it's, you know, you need to give them back that sense of empowerment that you are the creator of your work. Yeah. You decide for yourself if you want a double or a half double. Because either one would work, right? And the only way you would know which one you like is if you so watch. And there's just no <laughs> way around swatching. Right. You're going, going back to swatching again, yeah. Everything is about a swatch. So I always tell them if you're not sure which stitch to work and you are overwhelmed because you have a lot more options, yeah. you know, just swatch them all. Yeah. It's just whether they want to take the time to, of course, but... Just watch them all and then you have a good a better idea of what you want to create. Yeah, you know, I, it's that it's that psychological it's that psychology concept, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Okay. That the more choices you're presented with, the more unhappy you are. Yeah. Like the less content you are with your choices. Definitely. Because yeah. it's the idea you you know that you're giving up like ten other options as opposed to choosing A or B. Exactly. And that itself is a misconception. That yeah, the more true. choices you have, the easier it will be, but it's entirely not true. So I think this, when it comes to this portion, I yeah. think this is really what people are referring to. Mm. Because you... Th- there really is no science that says crochet is more complicated. Yeah. You know, if you're talking in terms of more forgiving, then definitely crochet is crochet, more forgiving. Yeah, you know, correct. you can rip out mistakes and do it again. So in that regard... Shouldn't crochet be seen as less Easier, yeah. complicated, yeah. right? But I guess that's where the misconception comes in. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Okay, with that out of the way, let's move on to point number seven. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go too deep into point number seven because I have a full-on episode coming on it. Uh-huh. Okay, and this point is that 
crochet can be machine made. Oh, it cannot. It definitely cannot. Definitely not. Yeah. And what you see on the market is really in you know in quote unquote embroidery imitation. Right. And there are no real crochet machines out there. No, no such thing. Yeah, and you know websites like you know those fast fashion web websites and like Shein and whatever would label anything that's really lace related as crochet, and it really confuses me because sometimes it's just a way of creating the fabric, having eyelets, mm-hmm. or it's like a lace something. It, that's definitely not crochet, right? It's definitely not crochet, and. In the first place, if it's mass-produced anything, there is no such thing as a crochet machine. Yeah. I mean, there is a machine out there with the name crochet and knitting machine, but oh. it cannot really crochet. It's just in the name alone. Right. But I will be having another upcoming episode where I talk really in depth into this, because yeah. I think. You know, especially with crochet being a trend nowadays, yeah, you can walk into any of the you know big box stores like H and M or whatever and see lots of crochet things for really cheap. Yeah, and I think it's really detrimental to the crochet and knitting community who spend hours and hours and weeks and months into creating a piece of something, garment, whatever it is, and not be paid fairly for the effort they put in for yeah. the artistry that they give to the the works. Yeah. So it's something that I really want to talk about in debunk in a future episode. So uh, that's all. I'm gonna leave it at this. Yeah, I'm a- I am excited about the episode. Yeah. So yeah. I have done a ton, a ton, a ton research, of research yeah. into this, and some of you guys know that I was in Germany earlier last year, mm-hmm. and that's when I went to visit like a-, a convention that is all about textiles and fabric, and I went to take a look into different machines that are used in the factories and industry. Yeah, that produces fabric. That right? produces mm. yarn to make the fabric. Right, and it was such a big eye opener for me, and I really want to share my experience in that case with you guys. So yeah, so stay tuned for an upcoming episode. Definitely, crochet is only handmade. Yeah, but so for this point alone, you yeah. know, just take it at what I'm saying. Crochet cannot be machine made. Yeah, and moving on to point number eight, I've heard that people who can crochet cannot knit, and people who knit cannot crochet. <laughs> I have a point like this too. Hmm. And uh, my point is that we can either knit or crochet. So we're kind of on the same page here. So okay. let's um, sh- we should combine our notes yeah. for this one, right? Yeah. Um, how's that? How does that make sense? <laughs> is it because it's so different? It it is different, yeah. but but then again, it's just something I can't wrap my brain around why why there would be this idea floating mm. around, and I don't want to pinpoint any particular community, but. I feel like it. People who knit who tend to think that way a little bit more. Right. I'm not quite sure. It's just based on my experience. All you knitters who are listening, if you do knit, like tell me your experience. Do you feel like it's something? It's like a thought that's been widely accepted in the knitting community that if you knit, you you're definitely not touching crochet. Right. Because it's it's like saying I can either only dance or sing. I can't do both. <laughs> and that's quite funny if you put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And while they are two really different, like really separate art, I think to me, crochet and knit is two separate art, right. and they should not even be compared with each other, because it's non. There is nothing similar about the two apart from the fact they use stitch markers and you use yarn. Hmm. You know, and even the stitch markers is completely different. It's it's a closed ring, you know. Yeah, when, so hmm. 
What were you saying? Yeah, when I was trying to read more about this, I've heard people who have experienced, uh, especially like you mentioned, knitters, right? Mm-hmm. They don't find it so easy to pick up crochet because they don't have somebody that is around to help them to pick up crochet easily. But in that point, I've seen crocheters who also cannot pick up knit. Hmm. Because they're just so used to it. And you know, as I was mentioning, that the skills from crochet and knit are non-transferable. Yeah. Which means down to the way you hold your yarn is different. Yeah. It's not the same art at all. But there's no reason why you cannot do both since they both require the same kind of you know, raw materials, which is yarn. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't do both. It's like saying somebody who crochets can't, you know, weave or, or cross-stitch, <laughs> you know? Right, or I cannot write and draw or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so yeah. funny to me. I don't understand why this would even be around. It is very common in this day and age to have a multidisciplinary artist who does more than one forms of art. You know, there should never be such a great divide between oh you crochet and I knit or I crochet and you knit. They yeah. should it should never be so like divisive that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It, this reminds me of a conversation I think we had. I'm not sure whether it was in a podcast or we were just talking about it. Uh, and I mentioned to you that the craft that you choose, uh, especially between knit and crochet, is based on the kind of personality that oh, you are. Oh, that's true, yeah. So maybe it's more inclined, like you're more inclined to one based on how you are like a person. And maybe like if you are more creative, then, you know, we have seen that you, some, most people pick like crochet. Uh, th- th- yeah, yeah, that's true. But you see, we're not all just... We don't all just have one side to us. Exactly. Yeah, and I think true. that's what people need to remember, that we have different sides and crochet and knit and weaving and cross-stitch and singing and dancing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, can all feed different parts yeah. of us and we are not just like um one craft girl. <laughs> have, yeah. Have you heard of this term by stitchual? By stitchual. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I have, yes, This yes, term yes. came up when I was uh, looking and reading about uh, people who knit. I love that. Yeah. I am bi-stitchal. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> I definitely I, I'm am. not one yet. I this I just think that, you know, crochet feeds a different part of me and knit, knitting yeah. allows me to de- de-stress in a different way. Yeah, which... and it's amazing that you found that through being able to work on both crafts. And the only reason why it's crochet and knit is because, as simply put, we both use yarn. Yeah. And since I already have an abundance of yarn with me, I might as well use it up for knit too. Yeah. So, misconception. This misconception definitely needs to be cleared up because, you know, we should just work together to put an end to this crochet versus knit, which is better argument. Yeah. They're both different in different ways. So, end of story for this. So point number nine is kind of related to this last point that we just gave, but I just feel that it was important to talk about it too. And that is the word or the term knit is an umbrella term for all things fiber arts related. Yeah, like, you know, crochet and knit, they are the same thing, like saying that. Yeah, but that sentence alone already gave you the umbrella term. It's called fiber arts. Ah, okay, yes. (laughs) And I feel that a lot of people would come up and say, oh, this is knit, you know. Yeah. And I say, oh, no, this is crochet, actually. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, but it's like kind of like knit. (laughs) Yeah, we get it all the time, yeah. Like, no, it's crochet. It's not the same as knit. And then those stubborn ones would say, yeah, but it all falls under knit. Right, yeah. Especially people who don't knit would say that to me. So then I have to go, 
Um, Let me stop you right there. It's not the same thing. You know, if yeah. you're talking about all in the world of fiber arts related things, then it's fiber art. That's yeah. the umbrella term. Anything that requires working with fibers, like yarn, uh, yarn that's like wool or cotton or acrylic, yeah. anything to do with fibers. So this could go down into cross stitch. Yeah, you know, or, or weaving, tapestry right? weaving. Yeah. And would you ever say weaving is knit? You wouldn't. And that's yeah, of offensive not, yeah. to knitters too, you know? Yeah. Don't take their work and classify it wrongly as something else. Yeah. You know, so I think this is a really short point, but still an important point. Yes. That not all, not all things that work with yarn is just naturally classified under knit. Yeah, just because it's so common and you see that, uh, you know, all the time or that's like the universal term that people, you know, say. Yeah, and in fact, I see more and more crochet and art, cr- crocheters and, and knitters who are starting to call themselves fiber artists. Yeah, I think that's a great term to use. You know, and I think it's more, it's it shows a better understanding of how the craft is evolving with time yeah. and moving into the modern generation because it, it, it really is the case, you know, with all the leftover yarn that you have, you could well use it you know the leftovers for your weaving yeah and create sure. like a zero waste kind of woven like placemats or whatever yeah. you know that could totally be done so in that case are you a weaver you're not exactly a weaver but you do devil in weaving so you know the word multi-fiber yeah. artists i think it's it's like so appropriate yeah so i should start calling you a fiber artist instead then right <laughs> Because you do do a lot of, uh, you do. do do some weaving and anything as well. Yeah. I do, but ultimately I still feel that as a professional crocheter, I cannot call myself a fibre artist because mm. I am not professional in in any other thing except crochet. Right, okay. I you see. know, and while I teach crochet and knit, it's not, knitting is not something I do professionally. Like if you take away crochet, all my crochet hooks, I think we, our business would just die because <laughs> I'm not that good at knitting either. Right. I okay. just... I just know it and I'm, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not quite ready to embrace that fiber artist name. Yeah. But there are many people out there who do. And I think mm. that's wonderful. That's like bi-stitual at its, yeah. at its yeah. you know, most amazing. We really got to change this misconception around that. Yeah, yeah, we really should. So that's point number nine, that the word knit is not an umbrella term. Okay, so moving on to our final point now. This misconception is that crochet makes really stiff fabric and therefore there's no drape to it so it's not suitable for clothes making. Yeah, I've heard this one before too. It's not true, guys. <laughs> crochet is such a wonderful art and it's whether your work has drape or not it really can depends, be determined yeah. by your swatch. Your swatch again. I know I keep going back to swatches, but it's so important. If you can figure out the right tension, you mm. know, the right hook size, the right yarn to use, and you've swatched it and it looks fine, then there yeah. is no reason why your crochet work needs to be stiff. I was so sure you are going to say it depends on the stitch, actually. It does. It, it sometimes does depend on the type of stitch you use. Obviously, don't use something that's like too thick if you want a thinner yeah. fabric and don't use something too thin if you want a thicker fabric. But in general, I think crochet is wonderful for clothes because it's it's got structure, it's got body, right? Yeah. If you want like a sweater, it's really down to the material you choose. If you get like a merino wool or alpaca wool with some oh, sort of Oh, those definitely rayon, drapes, yeah. They're so soft. And yeah. somebody who almost now exclusively wears all my crochet clothes, <laughs> I can tell you firsthand that's 
absolutely false. Yeah. I will say though that because crochet is more textured than knit, you naturally get a piece of fabric that's a little bit thicker. In comparison to knit, right? In comparison to knit, but there's no reason to equate a thicker piece of fabric to something that is stiffer yeah. with no drape. It's really down to you figuring out the right material, the right yarn and hook size, and then everything else is fine. Yeah, we did, It's not such a yeah. big problem, I think. We need to go quite in-depth about this in our episode um, talking about crochet versus knit, I think. I think we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's one of our previous episodes we did where we really did try to break it down as fairly as we <laughs> yeah, could. Yeah. And it's just one of those things, you know, people think that crochet is so thick and yeah. not not wieldy and, yeah or you know. like certain things you make like for example socks you should knit uh, like exclusively right? it's better to knit but yeah. it doesn't mean that you can't crochet socks exactly and you know who knows maybe crochet socks might last longer I don't know mm. you know you, you need to figure it out what works for you and your tension or what you like yeah and yeah. there are some people who naturally crochet looser I have a looser crochet tension and so their work would naturally have more drape as compared to somebody who crochets really tight crochet. It's not naturally the way crochet is formed. So I think it's a really horrible misconception that people think crochet naturally already gives really thick fabric and so excludes it from certain things right off the bat. And so there it is, the top crochet misconceptions that we really wanted to clear up. I think that if you are a beginner and don't know very much about crochet, this could also be a really good way to introduce you a little bit to the yeah. correct information in the crochet world. And if you are if you are an experience or you know how to crochet, just understanding what uh, like false information or misinformation can also help you get better at your craft, I think. I'm sure that there are more misconceptions that we didn't cover, so send us your messages. I really want to know. I think we could definitely come back and make like a part two yeah, of this. Yeah, I think so too. You know, more crochet misconceptions that we need to kill. Yeah, let us know like what kind of explanations you have to give people who come up with or misconceptions. Who don't understand. Yeah. I would love to hear different ways of saying what I'm saying because it's not really about saying it the first time. It's yeah, saying correct. it many, many times in many, many ways yeah, and until people get it. To do that. Yeah. We're here for it all. So send us your messages. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. And I always say Facebook, but really it's Instagram more. Like yeah. we're never on Facebook. So find us on Instagram at Crooked Crochet SG. Or you can send us a text. You can WhatsApp us to plus six five nine one two seven two seven four three, or email us via crookedcrochetsg at gmail.com. Yeah, or if you have any questions at all that you would like us to talk about to answer your oh, questions. Oh yeah, send us yeah, your send questions. Send us your, e- your emails. And we'll be back next week. New episodes get released every Sunday at 12 noon. Greenwich Mean Time, we are based in Singapore, so this is definitely Singapore time yep. if you need to do any conversions for yourself. With that, we'll see you next episode. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.